talents and treasures. It's all part of our stewardship. Remember the word stewardship means what? Manager. Thank you, Chels. That was like, she's on it. Yeah. Uh, it means you're managing. It means someone else owns it, but we manage it. All right? So here's what, here's what we're, we're learning here. I'm going to read this, this passage right here. All right? Uh, so I'm going to ask this morning, where's your treasure? Uh, stewardship has to do with our time, talents, and treasure. We're talking about talents, really, kind of like last week. Um, but this week, we're going to focus on those treasures. And this is something Jesus told us. So where's your treasure? Well, Jesus is telling us that if you can identify where your treasure is, you're going to actually also find where your heart is. Let's read it. So Matthew chapter 6, let's start reading in verse 19. All right, this is Jesus talking, and here's what he says. He gives us some advice. He says, do not, are you ready? Okay, I didn't want to get ahead of you. All right, are you ready? Here we go. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Then he goes in this illustration, I'm going to read all this, but in verse 22 and 23 about how the eyes, like the light of the body, the lamp of the body, like if your eye's good, you know, your whole body's full of light, you can see where you're going and do things, but if your eye's bad, then he says like the light that's in you is darkness, and boy, how dark is that darkness. I mean, so, so if your eye's good, you can see. Now, here's the point he just said about the treasure. If your focus is right, it's going to make a difference. If your focus is wrong, it's going to take you into darkness. Okay, uh, so that's kind of an illustration he throws in there about having the right focus, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Then he says in verse 24, No one can serve two masters, for either you'll hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. He says you cannot serve God and mammon. And mammon is an old Aramaic word that really refers to material things. So you can't serve God and material things. You can't serve God and money. I've heard that all my life. Yeah, Jesus is the one who said that. Then he goes into this whole thing about being obsessed with stuff and not having anxiety or worry about what you eat, what you drink, what you're going to wear. Now, those sound like pretty legit things, don't they? I mean, you know, we're talking about basic stuff here. We're not talking about, you know, like extras. We're talking about what you eat, what you drink. And so he even says, you know, you need to be smart and all, but you don't need to be stressed out and filled with anxiety about, about even the basics, what you eat. Uh, what you drink, what you're going to wear. And he, he gives the illustration how that you trust God. Treasures in heaven, you're trusting God. You're submitting everything to him, right? Stewardship. And you're trusting him that, look at the birds. He feeds them. He takes care of them. And then he goes into this whole thing about, you know, like what you're going to wear. So look at these flowers. God made them. Look how beautiful he decorated them. He can, he can take care of you. So that's his point there. He says, um, how much more will he not clothe you, you of little faith? Now, verse 31, we're going to read that. So then Jesus says, therefore, do not worry or don't be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? <laughs> that was already, I was thinking that before I preached. I'm like, oh, Lord, because I'm just like, what are we going to eat today, right? So husbands, that's probably the worst thing you say as soon as you walk in the door, what's to eat? <laughs> so wives say, worry not about what we shall eat. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. See, I am t- once again, I interrupted myself, didn't I? Because, uh, you know. The, 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 
these ladies are growing so much in Christ at Hope Landing, and, and they've already discovered that you not only interrupt other people, you actually interrupt yourself when you're talking. And that's kind of the way I'm wired. Um, so here's what Jesus said. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the heathen folk seek, or the Gentiles. That's what he's talking about. For, listen to this, your heavenly Father knows. He knows. I want to pause right there. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But here's what you to do. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. That is, every day has got enough trouble for itself without borrowing from tomorrow. That's what Jesus said, okay? So, that's the whole thing. Where's your treasure? Now, here's what we're, here's what we're focusing on. Here's what we know, all right? All right, by the way, we handed out, or we had some, um, yeah, you got some uh, study guides there that you can use. They're usually out there. Um, and if you got one, we'll have some blanks to fill in. Some of them uh, kind of help you out. Some of them I might not. So you, you got to listen, okay? All right. Um, so anyway, here's the thing. Everything belongs to God. This is what we're finding out here. We also looked at this last week. In, remember we saw in First Chronicles at the end of that book, David's prayer to God about it. We saw these same truths come out. Everything belongs to God. Everything comes from God. And is distributed by God as he, see fit, he, he sees blah, as he sees fit. Did not realize that was a tongue tangler. Belongs to God, comes from God, distributed by God. All right? Okay, that's right. Now, this series that we're doing about time, talent, treasures, about stewardship, this whole series' focus is about walking by faith. This is what it's about. It's about you and I trusting God. Faith means more than just believing that God's real. It means trusting Him, submitting to Him. So it's about walking by faith in God and obedience. Because if we really trust Him, we're going to do what He says. One reason why we don't obey Him like we should is because we don't trust Him and love Him as much as we say we do. So walking by faith in God and obedience as it relates to our daily management. That's the stewardship part. Our daily management of our time, talent, and treasures. Realizing that every bit of it comes from God. He can give and he can take away at any time. I'm not in charge of how much. Probably the most precious one of those is time. Because we don't even know how much time we have. That is totally in God's hands, okay? That's one of the things that makes trying to end it all yourself uh, such a bad decision because that is one of the most hurtful, cruel things. And don't buy the lie anyone. I don't know why I'm saying this. I plan on saying it. But if there's anybody who needs to hear this or you need to tell somebody, I don't know. But the thing about it is, is that the, the idea that everybody would be better off without me is a lie from the pit of hell. That is from Satan. And he has always been a murderer and a killer. Do not listen to that. It is a lie. I'm telling you right now. And you tell others that is a lie from from Satan, and uh, and otherwise, it's also an ultimate act of defiance of trying to tell God my time ends now when you don't trust Him enough to take you through whatever it may be. He's the one in charge of that, and you know sometimes we know when it's getting close to time. My clock, may, my hourglass may have just a few grains of sand left in it. I have no idea. I have no idea. But because you know what, I want to live, and I want I want to live fully in each moment. And then I, I hope I can keep going and, and you know, hey, if, if the Lord allows me to grow old and I kind of am not able to, you know, I'm going to trust him in that. That's my prayer anyway. 
but I'd almost rather go out, you know, and, 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 and okay, well, anyway, that's just me, that's just me, um, I want to go more full blast even than what I am, how about you, but time is one of the, and, and so you don't know how much you have, every beat of your heart comes from God, you know, we get so busy, we don't want to think about God, we don't want to give to God, we don't want to, you know what, you can just ignore him, you can try to deny his presence and, and all of that, but it, what good does it do? to even run from him because you're going to run into him when you stand before him on judgment, you see? And the thing is, is that why, why do I act that way when, what if God, why, why forget about God? What if God forgot to give me that next breath? What if he forgot to give me that next beat of my heart? See, so I am dependent upon him. But I want to manage all of these things because they all come from him, they belong to him, and are distributed by him as he sees fit. He is God, whether you believe it or not, he is God. So he's talking about these things. That's what we're focusing on here. Um, so Jesus spoke a lot about this. And, and what he's saying is, is how we approach these things is a pretty serious gauge about our spiritual life, about our walk with God, how we deal with our time, talent, and treasures. And this is all about recognizing God as the Lord and the owner. It's all about ownership, really. It's really about recognizing God as the owner of all things and you and I fully trusting him. In, in all areas of life, not just like one or two, all areas. It has to do ultimately with where your heart is. Jesus says it will show in the way you live, and it's going to show in the things that you treasure. It's going to show where your heart really is. I don't care what you say, how much you love the Lord, the, what you treasure and how you spend and, and how you manage your time, talents, and treasure is going to say where your heart really is. And your treasures, what are those things? What are your treasures? Uh, ask where are your treasures. Those are the things that you value the most. Those are the things you think about the most. Those are the things that you want to protect the most. Uh, and Those are the things that, that have your heart. So what about the heart? Where your treasure is, there your heart is. What does that mean? Well, understand this. The heart, here and in many other places, it refers to the real you. The real you on the deep down inside, in your soul. I mean, in the old days... Uh, you know, you go back, I mean, this is written 2,000 years ago. You even go back, way back there, and uh, people didn't have to be all that medically advanced to understand that there's this blood that flows through the body, and as the blood uh, leaves the body, so does life, okay, right? And they also knew there's something in my chest that's like going ba-bump, 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 right? And it's beating. And they knew that was related to the pulse, of the blood of the heart. So, so you know, it, wasn't, it didn't take long to understand that this organ that beats in our chest, is, we call it our heart, uh, that is very important. It's like one of the main things you have. When it stops, you stop. Okay? So the heart began, you know, in its importance. Now, to us today, we talk about the heart. And mainly in our culture, it's like your feelings and emotion. But for most ancient cultures, it really signified the whole being of the person. It's like the most important part. It includes your mind, your mind, as well as your feelings and emotions and everything else. So it's, it's a way of thinking. It's, your, it's, it's really deep down your soul of who you are. So Jesus says, that's what's got your soul, you could say. And you wouldn't be very far off. The real you. Um, so they understood this. That's how this is applied here. And so the big question today is not just where and what do you treasure. God wants us to know because he already knows what it is. He wants us to know where our heart truly is and get a, get a good focus on this. He says if your heart is out of focus, there are going to be consequences. If your heart's out of focus, 
If you're focused on the wrong, if you're treasuring the wrong things, there are going to be consequences. That's just the way it is. Because you know what? I have found that we oftentimes don't even realize it when our hearts get out of focus. We don't. We don't realize it. Um, focus. You just don't see things clearly like you should to make the right decisions. And, and one reason why is because you can be out of focus here. And you know one reason why we don't realize it or make changes? Is because there are not immediate consequences sometimes. When there are immediate consequences, I kind of pay attention, right? I learn. I mean, it doesn't follow the law. Remember the law of Pinocchio? Remember what happened to Pinocchio every time he told a lie? His nose would grow. So what's the point of telling a lie? Everybody's going to know you're lying. Look at your nose, right? What if your nose grew every time? I mean, it would be like, never mind. But, but I mean, you would probably quit lying because everybody's going to. Or what if every time that you said something or gossiped like you shouldn't, if your mouth grew? You know, you'd quit doing it pretty quick. Or you listen to something you shouldn't listen to, your ears grew, you know, so on and so forth. You pretty much, when there are, when there are immediate consequences, we tend to kind of learn. But the problem here is, when our focus is off, there oftentimes are not immediate consequences. So we don't realize it. We don't pay attention to it we let things roll and they keep getting worse because this doesn't follow the law of Pinocchio you know what it follows it follows the law of the harvest right remember what Paul taught about that in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 and 8 he said don't be deceived God is not mocked I mean you can try to mock him in the end God's not mocked whatever a man sows that he will also reap for he who sows to his flesh, treasures on earth, will of his flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, um, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have everlasting life than destruction. Huh? You know, like forever destruction or forever amazing life. I would, you know what? That's an easy choice. It should be. But he uses the law of the harvest. Now, we grow up around farms. I grew up on a farm, you know. I was born in a barn. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to say, anybody's mom used to say that. Here I am interrupting myself again. Were you born in a barn? You know, mom would say that. Did I raise you boys in a barn? And I would used to say, no. <laughs> and my brother would say, no. Anyway, and then, then, you know, we got popped. But anyway, uh, no, we didn't, but. You know, she didn't like, didn't think that was funny. Uh, but growing up on a farm, you realize that when you plant a seed, you don't harvest immediately. That that seed has to germinate, and then the seed grows, and it's much, much later that there's finally a harvest. And at that harvest, you planted one seed, and it produces a stalk of whatever, and it produces many seeds or grain. So here's the principle of the harvest. You reap what you sow, but you don't reap it now. You reap it later than you sowed, and you reap more than you sowed. There may be some things that are not great right now you're going through that are a result of your past sowing. All right? Now, you've changed, but why is this happening? It could be that you're still going through a harvest. Now, a lot of times we want to plant or wild oats, right? We want to sow bad seed and then pray for a crop failure. Well, the law of the harvest says there's going to be a crop. And, and there's times I just like pray for a cancellation, Lord. Just cancel that. But there probably won't be. But here's what Jesus says he'll do. He will walk with you through that harvest. 
But what you've got to do now is pay attention to what you're sowing now so that at some point the good seed's going to overtake and surpass the bad seed and your harvest is going to change. Are you willing to hang in there and deal with it until that happens? Because, see, we want, when it comes to consequences, we don't want anything immediate. If it is immediate, we kind of pay attention to it. But when it comes to results and rewards, we want immediate. That's the problem we have in our country is that, is that, especially young people, we want instant total satisfaction. And we've lost, see, the world doesn't work that way. Anything like that's pretty cheap and will fade away. It's a counterfeit. You work, you put in your time, and then you reap the benefit later. We want it all now. And with the no low interest credit rate that we have, you can have it all now. Come on down, right? <laughs> but that sucks us in. And then, you know, we actually don't even own our treasures. The credit card company does. And, and that's part of our problem, that life doesn't work that way. you got to, you know, work now for the harvest later. And so young people don't think that, you know, it took mom and dad maybe... 20 years to 30 years to get what they have, but you're used to that lifestyle. Then you start on your own. We should have that same lifestyle that I had then, but I can't really afford it. You don't have the job. You haven't put in the time, but with credit, you can. And then we get underneath, and it caused, and, and so the, the devil used it to cause, hey, I don't have to tell you, you know. Uh, we all know that that causes a lot of stress. Financial problems cause a lot of stress. It causes a lot of marital problems, cause a lot of other problems. And then we turn to the wrong things, and we just get more problems. And, you know, the devil's just clapping his hands and just, you know, laughing the whole time. That, that's, that's the whole thing. So the law of the harvest is what it follows. And you know what? These consequences of being off focus does not follow the law of fairness either. Life is not always what you call fair. Because I want to tell you, there are, I mean, often the rich do get richer and the poor get poorer. Sometimes working harder... You may do the right thing and work hard, and it may not turn out quite like you thought, but you still did the right thing. I mean, because, you know, it's not fair, because some of the most wicked people have been rich. But what are true riches? That's the question. You got the wrong focus on what the treasure is and what true riches are all about. Um, and that's what Jesus is trying to, uh, to try to tell us here. And so um, if you're focused on yourself, and you're trying to lay up treasures on earth. Problem is there. Even when we focus on ourselves and are trying to just, we get our heart here in this world, trying to lay up treasures on earth like he said not to do. Even when we're trying to do that, we don't even know where on earth they are. <laughs> My dad was always, he used that a lot. Where on earth? Where on earth? Do you think you're going? What in this world? You know, it's always, it's like, this is big because it involves the whole world. What in this whole world do you think you're doing? And Jesus would say, you know, where on earth do you, you, you've got your treasures on earth, but you don't even know where on earth they are. You really don't. Where on earth? So here's the thing. Because we have the wrong focus, if we don't have the right focus, you won't make the right decisions day by day. And you can't make the right decisions. I mean, okay, let me say it this way. If you don't make the right decisions, you will not arrive in the proper or the right destination. 
You make wrong turns. How many of us been? I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. But we, we pretty much secretly know we don't. And we're not going to get there, or we're not going to get there on time for sure until we have a course correction, okay? So here's the thing that I have found in my life. Can I just be honest with you? Here's what I have found in my life. That I constantly, in keeping this focus like Jesus said, I constantly need course corrections. Because it's not just, okay, I've got my, I've got my eyes on Jesus, and I'm going to lay up treasures in heaven, and everything just like, woo, boy, smooth sailing. It's, a, it's not just a day-by-day thing. It's a moment-by-moment thing. So if you only think about God when you come to church, this is going to be impossible for you. So it's a matter of focus uh, that we have. Because if we're off focus here, as it says up there, you're probably going to get off focus somewhere else. You know what? You can be out of focus and not even realize it. Did you know that? You, you, might, you might be off focus here and not have immediate financial problems. You might think things are going okay. Um, but this is where it gets complicated. I mean, we need to understand why do we even have things in the first place? Because I know people that's got a whole lot of things and they're a whole lot not happy. Huh? And we always think, see, that's the whole culture we live in. All the advertisement is designed, did you know this? That all the advertisement is designed to make you feel dissatisfied with your life and what you have and, and to create a desire in you to buy what they're selling. We're coming into that time of year when it just gets exploited really bad, bad very badly, you see. You know, and already, you know, I don't remember any of my grandkids, anyone ever saying this in front of them or training them, but already as they're getting a little bit older, there'll be a commercial on it. I want that. I want that. I want that. Go to Walmart. I'm not taking them to Walmart anymore. Papa, I want that. I want that. I want that. You know, it's, it's built into us. The flesh craves that. And then advertisers come along to make us feel dissatisfied. It's like, gee, my hair doesn't smell terrific. Or maybe I need a different shampoo. Anybody remember that commercial, gee, your hair smells? There was actually, wasn't there a shampoo? The name of the shampoo was, gee, your hair smells terrific. How ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Gramps said, just use lye soap. That'll get it clean. Anyway, uh, but... <laughs> But this is the whole thing is that, that we, we get off, off focus and, and our flesh tends to go that way. And we need to understand why we have things in the first place. What's the point of it? Uh, we won't make the right decisions if we don't understand this. And God wants, God wants us to use and enjoy. the. Th- he wants us to enjoy the things that he's provided for us. And I found that a lot of people have a lot of stuff and they don't even enjoy it. So he wants us to have and to enjoy things. But he doesn't want these things to control us. Because there are consequences that may not be showing up in the area of not, you know, you might know there's consequences, you can't pay your bills. But there may be other, it may, it may be other things that have happened in the past that have led to that. Or guess what? You may be out of focus badly, and you don't even realize it, because you know why? You still got, you just happen to have enough money coming in to cover the bills. You can be out of focus and trying to live treasures on earth and have your, your heart not where it should be, and you don't really realize it because there's not immediate consequences because you just happen to bring in enough to cover it. Uh, and, but it'll show up in other areas of life, see? It may not be showing up there, 
but it could show up somewhere else. It creates, first of all, improper value system in the home of what we're teaching our kids and everything that is the real valuable things of life. You may have grown up in a family where you're, where folks always argued about money and, or maybe you got friends or relatives that constantly argue about it. Uh, when, that's, when that happens, usually one thing is true. Oftentimes, if you really analyze the situation, you would find out there's probably enough money. The focus is wrong. The priorities are wrong. If you really tried, you, you could get by. Uh, so the bank book really shows a symptom of some deeper imbalances in our, in our spiritual relationships, uh, in other areas of our life. I know in marriage it takes two, right? Most couples do not have the same focus or values exactly. Don't say amen, that's okay. You might, you might get her. Well, I mean, you know, if, if you're sitting by your spouse, you need to be careful. I see she just got up, see? And, and so you, yeah, Okay. But that's true. We're wired differently. Not each one approaches this the same way. And you might even realize this before getting married. But you don't think it's going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself here. Just like everybody else is laughing at me, I might as well join in. But anyway, because um, this will remind me of something I would say, you know, because when we got married, we were so young. and We, we you know... Uh, we tried to, we did try to make it our own, and you know there were times we lived in Oklahoma that uh, we were really struggling a little bit, and we didn't want our folks to know about it. We wanted to make it on our own. We wanted to prove we could do it. And uh, now those were back in the days when my friends that were still in college, you know, um, and um, you know if you went to a Bible college, Scott, you can say, man, if you went to Hillsdale, that you know, you was, if you to get to go over to someone who's an older student's apartment and like watch. TV, uh, or, you know, VCRs were kind of new back then. You know, the dinosaurs were gone. VCRs were here. Um, that, you know, watch a movie, you know. So there were times that uh, you had to sign out, you know. Uh, going. So we'd have some of our friends whose parents were still, like, sending them money. You know, we'd especially invite some of the annoying kids that were fairly well off. Their rich parents were trying to spoil them. Uh, there was a few like that. We tried to invite them over, you know, because they'd flop around and eat pizza and watch TV. And then when they left, we'd dig through the, the cushions and see what change they dropped out of their pockets. I'm not kidding you. It happened. Because, you know, just to go to McDonald's was a big thing uh, back, yeah, then. But anyway, um, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, 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 I, I remember now. Um, the thing is is, is, is there were times that, you know, we just go to the grocery store. You know, I found out something. You can buy eggs back then pretty cheap, you know. You could get beans. You could dry beans. You got to learn how to cook them and, um, and digest them. But anyway, uh, then you could get potatoes. There were a lot of things. You could buy a lot of food pretty cheap, but you just had to learn how to take care of it and everything. Uh, we would find tuna on sale. And, you know, so we had, like, tuna and, and tuna salad a lot. And Chris wanted to eat tuna to this day because we had so much of it. I'll never forget the time I put some eggs on to boil, you know, and then I was just going to let them cool off. We're going to go to Bible study on Wednesday night. When we come back, we'll fix us some tuna because we couldn't afford to go to McDonald's or, or wherever everybody else after Bible study study was going we couldn't do it you know we got plans sorry we got to go and um we go back and, and as we got ready to open the door there in that apartment in norman oklahoma i stuck the key and i go <gasps> she goes what and then she goes <gasps> you forgot to turn the eggs off 
opened the door, and it was like a sulfuric nightmare in there. The, the water boiled dry, and the eggs overheated, and they exploded. I mean, there was egg on the ceiling. There was, you know, that sulfury smell. It was like a nightmare there. Anyway, so um, what I used to say, there were times that she'd say, how are we going to make it? I said, baby, don't worry. We just live on love. Anybody ever say something goofy, ridiculous like that? We just live on love. Okay, that didn't work, because we also needed food. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, there's been a few times that's been brought up through the years. Uh, but so, you know, sometimes, though, it shows up in other areas of life when we have, I mean, we go through, when we, let me tell you something. When we were going through those tough times, we think back, those, hey, some of you have been there, weren't those some of the happiest days that you had, you know? I mean, even if you could go down to McDonald's and get a number three and say supersize it. That was a big occasion, man. That was amazing. You know, now it's like, I don't want to go there, you know. So, you know what, you know, they just we appreciated things more, you know. Uh, I actually filled my tank up. I don't know how long I went working at Walmart there and more that I could never fill my tank up. I just put enough to get back and forth, you know. And, um, and I can remember one time I filled it up till it clicked off. I'm like, wow. It has been a while, hasn't it, you know, since we've been able to do that. Um, so, so the thing is, is keeping that right focus during that time, you find out that even when you don't have a lot, you're rich and you're blessed and you actually enjoy what you have even more than later on when you get distracted. So, you know, maybe, maybe um, you grew up in a family where they always worried about money and always griped about money and always fought about money. Maybe as a couple that you don't have the same focus or values. You may have known that before you got married, but you think, oh, we'll just live off love. But then uh, you don't. And, um, and, and, you know, you might still make enough money to cover all the bills, but there are other problems. See, what I'm trying to say is the bank book may or may not tell the story. There may be problems there that will show you that you're out of focus, but the problem may not be the bottom line there, whether it's in the black or red. It may come in other areas of life. Um, You know, even if there's enough money to keep you in the black, that unbalance there creates improper value system in the home. Children grow up with distorted values. Or how about this today, an entitlement mentality. Other people just owe us. You know, here's the thing. If kids, you parents, if kids don't grow up hearing mom and dad talk about their finances with Christian values and biblical values and, and how those intersect with how you manage the family. Sometimes when a kid's really want something and you just can't do it, it might be a good teachable moment to talk about some of these things. They need to grow up seeing how that, how you spend your money, how you deal with your, your resources and treasures, how that intersects your faith. They need to see that. They need to learn something. They they won't like it. They may not appreciate it now, but I promise you later on in life, those lessons will come back and it will mean something. So is there, and here's another thing as, as, as parents, do your kids hear you pray? Do they ever hear you pray? Um, I thought it was so funny the other day. I was going to pray with Hinton, and we were sitting at the table. And I said, he goes, I pray. I said, okay, you pray. He goes, Heavenly Father. And he paused. And I looked. And he reached over and grabbed his glass of milk and was taking a big drink. And then he put it down and said, okay. And then he went on, bless mama, that, you know, all that stuff. I just, I just thought that was hilarious, you know. He's just at ease in the presence of God. 
high gas. But they also need to know that there's a correlation between what you pray for and how you manage your money. Um, because we can pray, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Lord, we don't know what we're going to do. I need to pray that. But then there needs to be some changes in what I'm doing. So my prayer, you know, affects the way I live. Um, so sometimes the consequences show up in the financial realm. Sometimes it shows up in the relational realm. So strain in a relationship. So sometimes you can't pay your bills. And sometimes just because we're out of focus, we may make enough money to pay the bills, but our relationship's not what it ought to be. So sometimes it shows up in the financial realm. Sometimes it shows up in the relationship realm, but it always shows up in the spiritual realm, Jesus says, when we're out of focus. It always shows up there. Sometimes it may be like all of the above because being out of balance here and, and, and up there on there, it says in other stages of life, you know, you can be out of balance when you're young and working and may get, think you're getting by with it. Then you try to retire and uh-oh, right? You may be out of balance while you're busy. Parents, you got the kids there. Then the kids leave and go to college and it's just you two. And it's like, who are you? You know, your relationship's out of balance. What I'm saying is, is that this has to do with all of life, where your treasure is, where your heart is, and, and so, so doing things like that. That's one of the things that he wants us to see and to understand here. But here, I got a little surprise for you. Ready? Here's, boom, there it is. Surprise! More money may not be your answer. Because a lot of times we'll say, well, if I just had this job, if I could just, you know, hey, that's great. If you can do it, go for it. If God opens the door, be, the, be all you can be, Right? But it may not solve your problem. More money can create more imbalance. So we've got to get the focus right ahead of time. Uh, and God help us do that. All right, let's, let's start wrapping this up. Uh, the financial versus the spiritual focus. It's one thing to let Jesus into your heart, and it's another thing to let him into your wallet, someone said. Huh? Did you get that? Right? I asked Jesus in my heart, will you, but you don't let him into your wallet or... Yeah, okay. Um, There's a relationship between how you handle your money and your relationship with God. It does say something about that. That's what Jesus is saying here. All right, I'm just saying what Jesus is saying. Okay? I need to bring my personal finances in line with the teachings of my Lord and Savior. Can I tell you that I'm there? No, I cannot. All right? Maybe some of you feel like you are, but I think we ought to constantly take a deep look at how we manage our treasures and to see where our heart really is. Because he said there's a relationship between our use of money and the condition of our heart. All right, let's look at it again. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Is there anything that I just cannot, if I had to, let go of in this world as far as material things? Is there... Um, as your money goes, oftentimes so does your heart. See, the fact that I study and I pray and I preach on Sundays does not tell the story about me. The fact that you can take this Bible that I've had for a few years and any page you turn on, you see where I have marked and underlined verses and things like that, that doesn't really stir up, tell the story about me. But if you go and get closer to give you the password, unless you change it again, to our Quicken account, and you start looking at it, you'll see what our priorities are like. That would tell more of the story on me right there. I'm just saying that's true of me, and I, I, I tend to believe it's true of you too, okay? Um, you ever been in a relationship with someone 
that loved their stuff more than they loved you? Not, not too fun, is it? So how do you think Jesus feels? We love our stuff more than we love him. If we love the things he gives us more than we actually love him. We love his blessings more than we love him. What about that? God won't have total access to your heart until he has total access to your treasure. He asked a young man one day, you know, the young man asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He says, sell everything you've got, give it to the poor, you come follow me. Well, you know what? I don't know that Jesus would have really required him to do that. But the thing about it is, is it's all yours. It already is. Until I give him access, are there some areas of my life, are there some areas of my treasure that I'm saying, stay out, God? Okay, until he has access there, he doesn't really have access to all of your heart. Um, That's why he says in verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one, love the other, he'll be loyal to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and mammon. You can't have it both ways. Now, you might think that Jesus was about to say, you can't serve God and the devil. That makes sense. But he says God and money. Jesus would say, see, no, the conflict that you face and struggle with every day is really God and you. God and you and your stuff. God and you and your priorities. Are you going to serve stuff and hope God will just help you do it? And that's the thing, sometimes I've asked God to help me financially, and if I'm really analyzing, what I'm doing is asking God to help me have the stuff that I want to have so I can have more treasure on earth. Instead of enjoying the blessings He gives me and have the right attitude about it, the right approach about it. It's not wrong to have stuff. Now I thought, surely, somebody would say amen there, but you just think it wouldn't sound so spiritual, right? At that moment. It is. It is okay to enjoy God's blessings. It's fine. He just doesn't want your stuff to have you. Yeah? That's the thing. And if you're faithful with what you have and keep the right focus, he might give you more. Might. It's up to him. But why should he bless you with more if what you already have distracts you from him? That's a good thought right there, preacher. Amen. I needed to hear that. You know, Jesus spoke a lot about money. But did you know he never asked for it? He didn't. His goal was not to get it. His goal was to keep it from getting us. All right. Ready to take it home? Are you ready? Let's take it home. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. Take home. Now, here's something we can do. Because he says you need to know where your treasures are because that's where your heart's going to be. All right? And um, to seek first his kingdom and to have the priorities right. Okay? So what we need to do is track it or lack it. (laughs) We need to learn that it's your money. You need to know where it goes. That'd be a good commercial. It's my money. I want to know where it goes. Instead, I just want it now. Some of us have no idea. You know, and I struggle with this. I promise you I do. Is that you really start tracking things. You really start keeping a log. And you might be shocked where it's going. I was shocked how many bills we have now that didn't exist 20 years ago. We didn't have cell phone. We didn't have Netflix. We didn't have Hulu. We didn't have Wi-Fi. We didn't have, I don't know. There's just so many things didn't even 
didn't even exist. That now it's like, how much should I be living without? Okay, those are daily struggles, right? Track it. Figure out a way. I've challenged you this before. A couple years ago, I went through a series. I challenged this. Do that for a, 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 start out with just a week. And, and yeah, keep every receipt. You might be surprised how much you're spending at McDonald's. When we did this before, somebody said, you know, I couldn't believe it, how much in a month's time I spent just grabbing something to eat real quick. Sometimes you have to, but, you know, just to take about 10 minutes to put together something to take with me, I couldn't believe how much it saved me. Uh, you know, it may not be that. You know, what I'm saying is, is just track it and you'll, you'll, you'll learn something. So then you pro- progress to say, I know, okay, you start out, it's my money, I need to know where it's going, okay? But then you grow and you say, it's not my money, it's God's money, time and resources. All I have, be- uh, all I have belongs to him. I should watch how I manage it, Right? It's actually all his. I need to watch how I manage it. And so I realized, why do I have money and why do I have stuff in the first place? Yeah, he wants you to enjoy his blessings and to enjoy him. But the main thing he wants to do is honor him. Honor him with all of it. That's why he told us, uh, know about the ownership thing. This is why he tells us, listen, can I leave you with this passage? It just, this, is, this is like, I need this. All right, in Luke 16, 10, Jesus says this. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Lord, I need, I, I'm praying for more. I'm praying for a raise. It's okay. But here's the thing. God may say no to that prayer if you're not being responsible and in, in, in a good steward of what you have right now. The job you have stinks. The boss doesn't know what he or she's doing. It'll probably be that way unless you're self-employed then, you know. But anyway, that new job is going to have some of the same problems. And if you can't deal with this faithfully, what makes you think you could deal with that? And if it's more responsibility and if it's more money, it'll probably just bring more problems. One more verse. The next verse in verse 11, Luke 16, he says, And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? So there's a relationship with how I deal with my earthly time, talents, and treasures in my spiritual life forever in heaven. Let's pray.